0: Hey, thank you for listening to the Unison Christian Church Podcast. This is Pastor Chase, and just wanted to hop on very quickly to let you guys know about something that is a bit of a change for Unison that you're going to hear a little bit about in this week's sermon. So, uh, the Church Tribes Church, which was uh, in Rockford, Michigan, um, has ended ministry as they had been doing it for the last six years, almost seven, and has joined in with Unison Christian Church. And so this sermon was from our first week together where there was lots of celebration and lots of joy. One of my favorite pieces about this past Sunday was the fact that there were so many of the families from tribes that said it felt like home. And so this sermon was from that week. Hope you enjoy it. God bless hey everyone and welcome to unison christian church the podcast we exist to change our community with the life-changing truth of jesus elevate a culture of love and holistic growth and serve as a family built on hope our desire is that today's message helps you discover fresh new ways of connecting with god now here is today's message My name is Chase. I get to serve as the lead pastor here. Um, Thanks. See, Brother Tom, every time I introduce myself, my brother, he give me some, you know, (laughs) he give me some love. I appreciate that. Um, It is a unique Sunday. Every once in a while here, we've done a, actually, since we began, we do this thing called a Big Sunday. And a Big Sunday is kind of like your, you know, old school, like family friend day, where you just kind of invite folks, that kind of thing. We call it Big Sunday um, and there's treats and balloons this time around. There was Chase and Marshall. <laughs> so those of you who have children, um, Christine and I have the privilege of raising four adults that started off as babies. And, um, and, so, and so we got to watch things like Paw Patrol and different things like that. So Chase and Marshall are from Paw Patrol. And so they were hanging with us today. <laughs> Uh, and but ultimately, it's a day where we get to smile a lot, right? Like that's at the end of the day, it's where it's we're gonna worship God. It's all it's about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. But there's unique days where we just get to like, yo, we are about to party and have a great time. And today, while not necessarily an official big Sunday, it is a day of celebrating and joy and smiles. Um, our family is, um, is beautiful. I love seeing your faces. Your family is beautiful. I don't want to pretend that it also doesn't come with the mixture, though, of mourning. And it's okay, right? Because we're family. We get to do both at the same time, right? I got, to, I got the privilege this summer of officiating wedding, uh, and the groom's father passed away two days before the wedding. And there's no way in the world to not be grieving and celebrating at the same time that day. Today, we have a bit of a marriage, but something has passed in the way in which we would have remembered it before. And that's okay, because we're family. We get to do that. We don't pretend that one is more important than the other. We're not going to just smile today. So you get to cry. You get to cry here. One of the, we have a culture of what's called corporate vulnerability, which means that we get to look, if you need to have a moment back in the corner by yourself with Jesus, (laughs) go for it. If you need to cry, go for it. If you need to shout out exclamations of praise, go for it. Because we get to do that as family, right? So, um, I entitled this sermon, True Family, on purpose. I said a few weeks ago on our, um, oh, actually, you know what? If you're on Facebook and you do the Facebook thing um, and you're from the tribes side of our family, if, uh, if you were connected to the tribes community group, Unison has one of those too. (laughs) <laughs> um, and if you say, like, hey, I know I plan on making making Unison my home church, um, feel free to, like, jump in. Like, you can do that now if you want to. You would just go on Facebook and you would search Unison Family. It's not a hidden group. It's um, it's a private group, but it's not hidden. So as soon as you say that you want to join it, then one of the administrators would just click approve and you're in that. So, Um, And there aren't any like random quizzes that you have to, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, So feel free to jump in. It's a place where we get to do life together and prayer requests, songs, you know, suggestions or whatever. Um, And so that's there for that. Uh, But I said on that page a few weeks ago that those of you who are a part of blended families, and I don't necessarily just mean like multi-ethnic. Because we've got a beautiful, like, there's a reality that many of our families that are part of, uh, are part of this family, this true family, <laughs> are multi-ethnic. But I mean blended as in there was a marriage before or a previous relationship before and there were children as a result of that. Or, and now these two households that were one household are becoming one. You, your family, we desperately need your voice in this mix desperately need your voice in this mix you live what we're about to live daily you navigate the differences of there were rules in this household and they're different in this one That we could put our foot on the on the table before and now we can't and like you you know that better than anybody else in our household we need your voice And so some of you have felt like because, especially in church culture, the fact that you are part of a blended family or there was a divorce or there was a separation or there was a this or there was a that, that there is shame that has silenced your voice and I'm telling you now that that is not the case here and not only is it not silenced, We need to give y'all a microphone. (laughs) Please, please, on that family page, there's some things that you will know to pray for that we won't think to pray for. There's some portions of Scripture that you know were a blessing to you in transition. Please put them on the Facebook page. There's some things that even as a leader I won't think of because I don't come from that. I need you to text me. I need you to email me and say, Chase, did you think about this? I don't just want it, I need it. Okay, all right, so that being said, title of the sermon is True Family. Uh, when, uh, those of you who are part of the Unison inside of our fam, you have been tracking along with uh, us purchasing this building so those who are new family members, we will close on the purchase of this building September 24th. <laughs> And those, okay, and those on the tribe side, you need to know the testimony. I'm not going to tell you the long story, but the building appraises for $870,000, and we're purchasing it for two hundred seventy-five. dollars right? Some of you are like, whoa! (laughs) So we'll tell you the long story later. But when we first moved in, this building was previously Hope Reform Church. And there are nonprofits that we get to share this building, which has always been a part of Unison's vision to share space and have activity throughout the week. And, and so there are nonprofits that are here. And when we first moved in, we were really intentional to like, keep calling this Hope House on purpose, because we don't want to forget what God's done already in this building. Like, yes. The ownership is changing over, but that doesn't mean what God has done here is forgotten. So yes, this is unisons, you know, this is our, our home, our shared home, but it's also the Hope House, because there were people who were doing beautiful ministry here while Hope Reform was here. And I say true family, because I refuse to allow this transition to let us forget what God has done through the lives and the ministry of tribes. And so it's just a nickname for us, but we get to be true family, right? <laughs> right? We get to be true family. And so I am grateful to be true family with you. Uh, we'll be in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Before we jump into it, I want to pray, and then we'll dive right into this portion of Scripture. Our Father, our God, you are our Father. You're the daddy of all of this. <laughs> you are the daddy of this true family. But you're also the Savior, the King, the Lord, our God, our Comforter. You, Jesus, you're our big brother too. <laughs> you say in Scripture, you're the first to inherit the kingdom and we inherit with you. You envelop us. And so, Lord, on this day, may we find ourselves settled squarely in you, on you. May we be in you. May your spirit be in us. And as we go into this time of, the, of your uh, digging into your word, may our hearts be renewed and our minds transformed and our lives, God, may they reflect you more and more. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So Philippians is uh, a letter, Paul, the Apostle Paul writing to the church of Philippi. I used to always think this was Philip, like he was writing to somebody, you know, named Philip. No, like (laughs) the church of Philippi. Um, And so we're in the, the second chapter of that. And he says this, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Some of you already know where I'm going. You already know where I'm going. This portion of Scripture was specifically like, yo, we have to wrap our hearts around something today. Before we take any further steps forward, we have to wrap our hearts around something. And the something that we have to wrap our hearts around should be the Word of God. So what does Scripture tell us as the church, right? Not just our church, the church about us doing this together. If you have a Bible that has uh, subheadings and different things like that, you might, yours might say like serving Christ or serving together as a subheading. And that's an important piece of this. And I don't want us to forget that. But this is more than just serving. This is, more, this is who we are. This is how we are to be. Unity is a non-negotiable in the true family. It's not something that we get to choose whether or not we're going to do it. And yes, I say the true family because I'm talking to us today, but let's be real. That's the family of God. Our rules, our culture isn't any different than the rest of the culture of the kingdom of God. I'm just saying it to us today because this is our first time doing this. Unity is a non-negotiable. Some of us feel like, well, they think differently about baptism, so no, it's not how it works. Unity is a non-negotiable. Yes, all of us are going to have some differences in the way that we see things. That's actually what makes multi-ethnic church fun, is that we see things differently, and we see them differently because... The Holy Spirit has convicted us to a unique thing to bring into the family. But unity is non-negotiable. He continues saying, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Got to pause. Because if we really think about that for just a moment, if the whole reason that we are making disciples is to help those who who are with us to experience character transformation that makes them resemble and reflect the identity of Christ, well, then that's a part of what we're supposed to do. And Christ, being God himself, didn't even consider that something that was so valuable that he didn't humble himself to kick it with us. I know that I got some skills. You're like, wait, what? He just said be humble, and now he's talking about he got skills? I got skills. I have talents. But none of those skills and none of those talents supersede your value. And so many times, So many times we like to elevate one another, even elevate pastors. Like your skills, your talents, your calling, your anointing makes it such that you are more important than the person cleaning the toilet. No, that's not the Bible. Be humble. Don't be selfish. It's not just talking to y'all, us. This isn't just about you, this is about me. Be humble. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress one another. Woo! In the church. Don't we do that? Don't we do that? We get ourselves all up in arms and anxious about making sure that somebody can see that we did something good for Jesus. But when we allow this portion of Scripture to sink into our souls and we're not worried about impressing anybody, there's a freedom that exists there that we get to live with one another. I'm not trying to impress you, I just get to love you. You don't try to have, you don't have to worry about trying to impress me. You just get to love me. We all get to live out what God has called us to, not worried about whether or not each other is going to be impressed or I'm going to get a high five or somebody is going to kind of give me some props on Facebook or Instagram ultimately. We're here to love one another, to serve God together, serve one another. Grow together, be a witness to this neighborhood together. And Paul is encouraging the Church of Philippi to go a, to, to avoid what is normal for us as humans, and that is to look at myself and make sure that, I, that everybody can see me shining. Nope, It's not even a thing. Paul goes as far as to not just say humble yourself. Think of others more than you think of yourself. Look out. I like to say that's why God put our eyes in front of us. We can't even see our face. I'm supposed to be looking at yours. I'm supposed to care about you. Community, the way community is supposed to function is I don't have to worry about my needs. You got me. You don't have to worry about yours. I got you. Think about what that looks like for a family to function that way. Oh, if I'm not constantly, constantly striving to make sure I got what I need, but I know that you are pushing to make sure I have what I need, Woo! That's what this is. So, humility is a highly valued character trait in the true family. It's a highly valued character trait. It's not one that we just, like, say is like, you know, all that, you know, the Bible says that we should be humble. No, it's a highly valued character trait in the true family. It says here, instead, talking about Jesus, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared here in human form. I want you to see this picture. It's a cute little baby. (laughs) I don't know how often we really think about this, but babies are really, really helpless, and they're born not intelligent. think about it right I know like there's some of us who have newborns and I love your newborn but your newborn can't do math your newborn can't even walk your newborn can't even hold his big old head up like they're just not that useful in terms of participating with the world they're just not they need us for everything Consider the fact that the creator of the universe humbled himself to experiencing that. Woo! This is the God who sat before there was anything, said, let there be something, and something showed up, knows every star by name, and the planets that we haven't discovered, and we keep giving them, like, names that just letters and numbers, he knows them by name the God that knows every single detail about me and when my cells are splitting, humbled himself to not knowing two plus two, humbled himself to not being able to hold his big old head up. This is the God that holds all of creation in his hand, but can't see six inches, more than six inches in front of his face. As an infant, that's the kind of humility that Paul is encouraging us to. There's some things that you are worthy of. There's some things that I am worthy of that I lay aside because of how much we love each other. Jesus, worthy of all honor and glory and praise for a moment laid aside that. That's the kind of humility that we're called to. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, That's kind of that causation. Because he humbled himself that much, God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and even under the earth, (laughs) and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We don't have, like, one of the things that I love about this is that, like, it starts to give what I call as a kingdom equation, right? I call it a kingdom equation because this plus this equals that. When we humble ourselves as a part of kingdom culture, God the Father is the one who elevates us. And as a part of a true family, when we humble ourselves it actually becomes our job to live out of the character of God and we get to elevate each other. I don't have to worry about elevating myself. I don't. You don't have to worry about elevating yourself. We got you. We love you. We want to like, encourage and support and, and, and affirm who you are. You don't have to worry about impressing anybody. Just live. Just breathe. I told my sister on the phone yesterday, because she's, she's approaching 30, and if you've ever been approaching 30, you start thinking about yourself in some different ways. they are like, I had that going on? I had this? I have this happening? I, I, I tell people like, okay, so those who don't know, I'm 36. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay, wait. It's my son's birthday today. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is is somebody else's birthday too oh yay happy birthday back there that's great (laughs) but as you are I remember being in my 20s and I tell people I would never want to go back to in my 20s I know way too much about myself now and to have to go over that hump again where I'm discovering all that stuff and working through all of that pain and working through all that struggle like never again. <laughs> That's not to scare you, those of you who are in your 20s or below. It is just to say that there is a transition that happens as we get closer to 30 where we start to see things in our histories, see, see things even in our current life, and we begin to process them, right? And so what I'm saying in that is she was in this space where she needed someone to who can also have seen all of the struggle, but see all the good too. And so I just got to be on the phone with her for a couple hours telling her how dope she is. She's an amazing person. I see who you are. I'm proud of you. Not what you've done. Yeah, I'm proud of what you've done, but I'm proud of your character. I'm proud of who you are. I'm proud of the fact that you're honest. I'm proud of the fact that you are stubbornly integrous. I am proud of the fact that when people have offered you things that were no good for you, you saw beyond the moment of pleasure, and you saw that there was a reason to say no that was even more than just legalistic. I don't want it for myself, and I want good for me. I'm proud of who you are. Church family, I'm proud of who you are. We've done some great stuff. Tribes, fam, you've done some great things together. But who you are will always matter matter more than what you've done and what you do. I'm proud of you. You have placed your faith in Christ. You have surrendered your life to him. You have positioned yourself to make disciples of other people and transform the world around you simply by being a humble servant of the Most High God and a humble co-laborer with the people around you. I'm proud of you. We'll get to do more things together. But know that as we remain humble, we get to say those kinds of things to each other. The king's true family lives the culture of the kingdom, period. That's who we are. We're not a family that is surrounded around a unique mission statement. I think it's good if you know Unison's mission statement, but that's not, that's not, that's not the bedrock of who we are. That's the bedrock of what we do. The bedrock of who we are is found in Scripture. The bedrock of who we are is found laid out in the principles of the kingdom of God. Who we are. We live the kingdom's culture. That's who we are. And so everything we do just flows out of who we are. So. When we're reading Philippians chapter two, verses one through 11, yeah, it's talking about serving, but Paul is laying out principles that are a part of the kingdom culture. And the reason why we know they're principles of the kingdom culture is because the king did them first. The king was one and was united with the father and with the spirit. The king made himself even one with humanity. Think about it. That's wild. The king humbled himself. This is why we know it's a part of the culture of the kingdom of God, because the kingdom follows after the king, and so do we. And so here we have this thing called reflection and action. And that's a little small, so I'll read it for you. Pray for our true family (laughs) as we become one household. That's kind of an assignment. If you called Unison home a month ago, pray for the tribe's side of our family as we grieve and mourn together, but also as individuals who are making Unison home, find their spot here. Not just their assignment, but who they are in our mix too. Pray. Yes, smile. Yes, hug the ones that got a green wristband. Are you bad? No. <laughs> But also pray. Pray that our hearts would be one. I said before that the next three months is gonna feel like carrying loads of groceries upstairs. Like, it's like you're just these like <laughs> bumping into stuff bumping into people we should experience that pray through that if you're a part of the tribe side of the family jumping into unison I want you to pray too but I specifically want you to pray for the hearts of those who have been a part of unison for a while change is challenging for everybody we want you here but it also means the way that we've done life is changing. Pray for us that we would be led by the Spirit as we welcome you here. Pray for us that the motivation for having you here will also be met with wisdom and how to get you connected here. (laughs) Pray. That's a part of the pattern of, excuse me, a pillar of the kingdom as well is that we pray. And if you're know that this is not gonna be your, this isn't gonna be your home. You're just like, hey, cause it's day one and I wanted to celebrate and I wanted to make sure that everything got off well and I also wanted to make sure that they, you know, my tribe's family didn't get into some weird cultiness. <laughs> so I got to come and check y'all out, no. <laughs> I want you to pray too. I want you to pray for this. God's doing something great. And even if you don't feel like the Spirit is calling you to be a part of what He's doing here, you can still be a part of what He's doing by praying for it. Holy Spirit, guide them. Holy Spirit, comfort them. Holy Spirit, give them wisdom. Please pray for us. We all get to pray. Enjoy the close relationships you have while intentionally investing in new ones. Y'all know what I mean by that. <laughs> right? It does. It, some of us know like, oh, we've been a part of church transitions and stuff like that in the past. About two years from now, everybody will know everybody. That's just because nobody was intentional about saying hi. It should not take two calendar years for us to know each other. <laughs> We ain't that big. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You know if you haven't seen those eyes above that mask, you know if you haven't seen that face. I'm not, and for those of you who are introverts, I'm not telling you to do that with 100 people. Just find one. (laughs) Right? Invest intentionally in relationships because that's going to help us become one as a family. And the last is probably more practical than spiritual. Uh, We're the church. The church is people, y'all. We. We're the church. Um, This is our shared home. Um, And I want you to see it as your shared home. too. This is this is not their house, and we're in it. This is our shared home. I, I've told a couple people I have a dream. Like that sounds really weird. Uh, I have. Uh, okay. I've told a couple people that I have a vision for for having somebody praying in this sanctuary every single day of the week. If you, like, need a place to pray where there's nobody, like, around you, come in here. This is our shared home. Consider this your sanctuary because it is. You don't have to tiptoe around here. You get to walk and bump into things. Just say sorry when it happens. It's okay. Our shared home. So something that I want to, we'll pray, um, but there's already some unique changes. Um, Pastor Don, thank you so much for how you've led and making that lobby look the way it looks. It is so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't here before, you don't know what it looked like before, but it's just fresh. It's a fresher look. Um, it's cool. It's, it's, that's the kind of stuff that I love. I want to see happen. I want to see... What is the, the beauty that our tribe's family has to bring to bring that here too? And that was just a beautiful way to do that. Um, and more changes will come. Um, and that's okay. It's good. So uh, I want to make sure that I say out loud that if you are a person who um, has not, like I'm t- talking about this true family and this culture kingdom, and that is foreign to you. <laughs> Um, that's like I know that that's I'm not a part of that yet and that's something that you know that you want I don't assume that everyone in the room has accepted Christ and is a part of the kingdom that way know that we want you don't want to own you we want to call you sister we want to call you brother and the way that you do that is by saying I want to be a part of the family is like this prayer that people would often say ultimately the elements of that prayer is God I know that I need you in my life I know that I've messed up and I know I can't live well without you so I surrender myself to you and receive your grace and your gift of salvation it doesn't even have to be that eloquent you could just say, I agree with that, God. Amen. <laughs> and, then in, and then intentionally get connected with community. Stay around. Don't go try to figure this out by yourself. That's not what, that's not what the kingdom of God is. We do this together. And some folks who just, I know I need to have prayer, stick around. Don't go. Look, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but you okay with like praying with some folks? Okay, Mama Kim says she's okay with praying with some people, <laughs> right? Don't leave um, because she'll just pray with you. We do this together, okay? So from where you are, I just want to pray for you, pray for us, and then we'll move on. Our Father, our God, you are so incredibly good. We love you. We honor you. We trust you. This is about you, Jesus. This is your stuff. We are your people. This is your building. These are your chairs. This is your platform. All of this stuff is yours. And so, Lord, give us wisdom to be good stewards of our relationships with one another and the stuff that you've provided ultimately so, God, that we can make disciples so that we can invite people into your kingdom and so that our lives reflect you more and more. Teach us how to do that. Make us one household. That will take time but it also requires that we ask you. And so Lord we ask you to do the miraculous work of making us one true family. Not that we're two true families one true family God. May we be united and humble, live according to your word, and we honor and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and believe others could benefit from hearing about us, please remember to share and subscribe to Unison Christian Church wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also catch us live at unisongr.com or on Facebook. See you next week.